As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to The Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday. Hope you enjoyed all of the fun games that happened in the NBA Monday night. I'm Dave DeFore. Trayvon Edwards is here. And hey, Trey, you know what? We actually got an okay slate. I mean, there were some blowouts, but it's nothing like it was last year for us. No, no. I think it's looking up for us moving forward. I think Zach's going to get stuck with all the blowouts this year. We got Brian Smith somewhere in a mysterious location pushing buttons, making sure the show sounds good. Guys, do not miss out on this deal. I know Christmas was last week, but you didn't buy one person a gift. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding. Let them know you're thinking about them. Buy yourself a subscription, and then you get to gift one to someone else. That's right. Buy one, gift one. Buy one, get one free. Go to theathletic.com slash daily ding. Sign up today. That deal is going to run out, I believe, with the new year. So go now, theathletic.com slash daily ding. Coming up on today's show... The Nuggets are pretty good. But first, Trey, the Blazers beat the Lakers. Now, this is a little bit of a surprise to me because, you know, the, look, the Lakers are, are a much better team, I would say, right now. They've got all the continuity. Portland's been looking like they're trying to, you know, they're still sorting themselves out, figuring out the rotation. I mean, Gary Trent played five minutes the other night. I don't know how that happened. But I do know tonight, Gary Trent is the story of this game. 24 minutes in this one. 28 points, 7 of 11 from 3. Crazy game for him. They got to find more minutes for this guy. I might rank in the Bulls right now, but Carmelo Anthony, time might be slipping for my man. It might be a new era for Gary Trent Jr. to, to be a part of this tandem and they should run three guards. You know what? I'm with you. I know that they really like that. Derek Jones and Robert Covington wing defensive look, and they were on display tonight. Thought they did very well against Anthony Davis, who, you know, didn't look great, but I thought part of that was because the defense was pretty good. But there are going to be times where I think Gary Trent's offense and his, I mean, he's an excellent shooter. He can shoot on the move. He can spot up. He can just do so much. I think he's going to force that conversation to happen where he's going to be taking minutes from these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he plays both sides of the ball. I mean, in the bubble, we got a chance to see him defend very strongly. And then obviously when he gets it going, you know he can light it up. And 
tonight was one of those nights where he got a chance to show us what he can do. When he gets it going, you just give him the ball and get out of the way. And, you know, when Dame's shooting that as well, they're a tough team to beat. They got it going, and Stotts has a good problem right now to figure out how can he get more minutes for Trent Jr. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned Dame. It's funny. Dame had a what I would call a mostly quiet 31. And then at the end of the game, it's just like, okay, I'm going to take this thing over. Uh, he was 5 of 10 from 3. Really just as under control as I've ever seen him play, it pretty much seems like he can get anything he wants against the defense. And I almost felt like he was trying to let the game come to him a little bit in this one and get other guys going. Did you see that? Yeah, no, I think he was, you know, he wasn't trying to force it. I mean, I'm still not a crazy big fan of Logo Lillard. It's cool to watch the shots fall, but I think sometimes he hunts for a four-point player to get to the line that way. And, And sometimes it can take and throw off the rhythm, but when it's falling, it's falling, and, you know, he made his rounds to get his teammates involved early on, and then he kind of, you know, he flipped that switch in the fourth once they had a chance. And I think anytime they're under 10, they feel like they can win a ball game, and that's 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 kind of what happened tonight. You were talking about that four-point play. So he actually he thought he got fouled, and he banked in one tonight. And it's it's funny because we see that play so often. I wish I knew the numbers on this, and maybe I could look this up, but – I want to find out how many of those he's made and not gotten the foul call on because it feels like he hits more of those than anybody. You mentioned if them feeling like if they're within 10 late, they can win against anybody. Well, the Lakers just felt like this entire game, if they had just turned it up a notch and really turned it on, that they could have taken it over at any time. I, I mean, we've talked a lot coming into this season about how compressed the schedule is and how the Lakers, you know, listen – LeBron James is still 36 years old. They're still going to kind of manage what he does. Anthony Davis is, you know, not as old, but you still want to make sure he has fresh legs for the playoffs. Those guys played 38 and 36 minutes tonight. LeBron had a great game. I thought LeBron was excellent for the majority of this game. Anthony Davis just definitely seemed out of it. I'm not going to put too much stock into this. I, I think it was an instance of, you know, we got to go at like 80% because it's a long season. I know that they were missing some guys due to COVID protocol and whatnot. What did you think about Anthony Davis' performance? Because the playmaking stuff that he was doing, I thought was a, was a very interesting wrinkle for him. Well, one thing that we have to highlight is that he's coming off a questionable injury. You know, And the thing is, they were trying to work him back in. And yeah, he could have been a little bit more aggressive. He, he played a lot of finesse basketball and he still ended up with a double double. Like I mean, he's a very good player. I wouldn't be too much worried about him. It's just that the same way how the Nets were with the Hornets. You know, you you go into these situations kind of lackluster, and these teams punch you in the mouth. And when they stick around, they got a chance to win the ball game. And I think that the Lakers kept them around. Like Schroeder had a good game, LeBron had a good game. But then when you let those guards stay in the mix, and you got liabilities on the floor like Montrezl Harrell, like. He can't play those type of down-the-stretch minutes. He's just a liability right now, and I think the Lakers need to figure that out moving forward, especially I know it's early in the season to make that call, but you know you want to nip that in the bud early so you can have a good defensive strategy when you have to play those must-win basketball games. Yeah, and you know I, I think that 
Gasol played 19 minutes and they just didn't want to bring him back in. They're clearly experimenting. And so I'm not taking anything away from any one game for the Lakers. But I do think seeing Anthony Davis is a little bit more of a playmaker. He actually had some really great drum, uh, some dump-offs tonight to Harold, who was flashing middle. And, you know, Harold connected on one of them, but then just couldn't shoot on the rest of them. But I like that little wrinkle to their offense. And Anthony Davis showing the court vision, I think, is the next step in his evolution as a player and, you know, starts to move him up the ladder a little bit. Uh, The difference in this game wound up being C.J. McCollum and the Portland bench just destroying the Laker bench. You mentioned Harold struggled defensively. You know, Kuzma kind of had a rough night, two of eight shooting. I didn't see a lot from Taylor Horton Tucker tonight. Wes Matthews had a rough night. It just seemed to coincide. It's kind of the worst moment to have a, a bad night from your bench because if they just have a normal night from their bench, the Lakers likely win this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ennis Cancer showed up. A lot of guys like that you normally can see, but especially on the Lakers' end, they're supposed to have one of the best benches in the game. When they slack off and they have a bad game, especially when you got guys missing or whatever, or you're trying to work them in and give them some rest, it's hard. You don't want LeBron to do too much. You know what I mean? Because you want to save him. You want to be able to play him less minutes. But instead, he's he's playing heavy-loaded minutes because it's a close ball game and they want to continue to win. And he also feels that he can push through and do it. But, yeah, they got to step it up. You know what I mean? Especially, I, I still I still have them as the favorites to, to repeat. But for the most part, the new guys have to buy into the culture. What they got there. You know what I mean? You lose a Rondo. You lose. They traded JaVale. Lost Dwight Howard. You think about those guys. They weren't crazy, you know, huge contributors. But they knew the system and how to buy in. And, and what energy to bring in. And, and that stuff. And it has to it has to be consistent throughout. And that's what made the Lakers so dominant last season. Yeah, you can't have uh, opposing teams doubling up your bench. And expect to win. That, I mean, that's plain and simple, especially because Portland starters are actually pretty good. So, you know, the Lakers will get better, I'm sure, from their bench. And don't forget, no Alex Caruso tonight. So they didn't have anybody who was coming in and running the offense for them uh, the way that Alex Caruso is at least able to do when LeBron and Dennis Schroeder aren't out there. So, again, nothing to worry about with the Lakers. I did like a lot of what I saw from Portland, especially the defense on Anthony Davis I thought was very interesting. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Our other game of the night, Denver defeats Houston 124-111. I'm just going to start with what I think is the real story so far. Trey, Nikola Jokic looks like he might be in the mix for MVP. Going into this season, I definitely didn't count him out, but I definitely didn't have him in, in as far as a candidate. But how he's been playing with the Nuggets and and you know continuing to play and dominate, with his body and being able to find guys and score points. Like, I mean, he's 19, 12, and 18, 18 assists for the big man. Like, you know, that's impressive, man. Like, and he, and despite how ugly this game was, still being able to stay focused and keep this lead strong and, and put the Rockets away. I know they were shorthanded, but you can't fall asleep on James Harden. And, and, it, and this was one of those games that Jokic was clearly just one of the best players on the floor. Yeah, he had that triple-double in the third quarter at some point. They also got good Jamal Murray tonight. 21 points, 4 of 6 from 3. Was making stuff happen for them. Went to the free throw line seven times. You know, This is the stuff that they need out of Jamal Murray night in, night out. He's kind of started the season slow. I thought this was this was a good turn for him. He, he did leave the game in the third quarter with a head contusion. He, he returned to the bench in the fourth but didn't play anymore. So I'm assuming he's fine. What did you think about Jamal? Ah, Jamal's Jamal. He made some crazy play, and it was like probably a shacked in the fool play where they traded off a couple possessions and went back and forth to Rockets and the Nuggets, and he threw a behind-the-back pass that was uncharacteristic, and it was a careless turnover. But he's still one of the young stars, and I think he's going to take the leap to actually make the all-star team this year. you know. And, and obviously his game is going to continue to raise as, as he gets more games under his belt and, and continue to play with his unit and be a leader. You know, he does what he does. For the Rockets, you mentioned James Harden. I mean, look, this guy is still good. I don't know why people are talking about James Harden like he's about to retire. 34, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. You know, for large portions of this game, he was the only offense they had going. Christian Wood started out the game very well. He wound up 4 or 5 from 3, had 23 points, showed a lot of the versatility that we all love about him. But he wasn't doing what James Harden was doing for the entire game. You know, you can see flashes there, like especially when those two get in the pick and roll. And you think about the guys that they're missing. Remember, they played this game, no John Wall, no DeMarcus Cousins, no Eric Gordon. I mean, you know, like almost half the team missing. And they were in this for a large portion of the game. Now, now the Nuggets wound up blowing them out kind of in the third quarter, but – it was tight until that happened, and you can see when they start to add some pieces around Harden and Wood, this team is going to be better than people think. I mean, I hope so. I mean, at the end of the day, I think people are just getting lazy with the narrative of just picking on Harden, obviously because it's easy, whether you're fat shaming or you're thinking about you know, him being inconsiderate despite the situation of COVID. He's a damn good basketball player. Walking 30, could wake up cold in his eye and get 40 and go back to sleep. I mean, he did it. He literally just did it. It's clear. And, you know, you, you look at it as, you know, once, like you said, once they surround themselves with more talent and, and guys clear protocol and are able to join a team, 
they'll be a better they'll be a better team um as far as him remaining a rocket is for the rest of the year i'm not sure how that's going to play out um but it seems like you know coach silas and harden have put that behind them you know he's showing up to work and, and doing what he's supposed to do i'm very high on christian wood i know i've seen him bang knees earlier so he's pretty good off of that i mean that's just a typical basketball injury to this day you know james harden's not only like top three top four basketball players in this league and he's going to continue to do damage so I expect the the Rockets to be in a conversation down the line. The Nuggets still don't have Jamichael Green yet, so they're not at full strength. But Paul Millsap, man, I don't know what happened to this guy because he looked washed in the bubble. I'll just say it. He's looked really good to start the season. He was awesome tonight. Three or four from three, 19 points. Played pretty solid defense overall. Thought he was great. And if this is the guy that they're going to get all year, all of a sudden – I feel a lot better about Denver's defense. Yeah. I mean, if they all buy in, you know, I, I was a little worried about Grant losing Grant and being able to defend down the line because, you know, he was super athletic and he could he can guard those guys on a perimeter and things of that nature. But yeah, they're going to be all right. They're going to be all right. I really feel they're going to be all right. I think that conference finals is still a potential goal for this team. I don't, I don't think that they dropped off nearly as much as I was proclaiming during the offseason. Trey, we got to get some news, and unfortunately, both Nuggets are bad news. We're going to start with Memphis. John Morant left the game against the Nets with an ankle injury. It was a really ugly twist of his ankle. He landed on someone's foot contesting a jump shot. The x-rays came back negative, so now we're waiting for MRI results. But Trey, I have to think he's going to miss some time. It's at least an ankle sprain, hopefully not an awful one. Where do the Grizzlies go from here? Because they're still missing Jaron Jackson. It's going to be rough for them, I think. Yeah, I mean, their NBA basketball team is plug and play. And, you know, during this game, Kyle Anderson, he stepped up and played some some good veteran minutes for them. And they're going to have to add Melton to the mix and a couple other guys to play. And they'll figure it out. You know, as far as Morant, you know, that was pretty scary you know him defending trying to block the shot and coming down on the foot similar to LeBron James but everybody's not a cyborg like LeBron James so <laughs> right he handled it a little bit more differently and obviously had to be carted off it was pretty scary because he getting in a wheelchair you think the most negative but he was back on the bench cheering his team on wearing a boot and I think that the Grizzlies will monitor it day by day and allow him to sit out because long term they want him there in that uniform no matter how good he feels and thinks he can return back because you know he's a competitor and he's also very fun to watch but it was a very scary situation and and glad that you know nothing negative happened in that scenario yeah it's gonna be a lot of Tyus Jones is what I expect uh you you mentioned the game Grizzlies wound up winning 116-111 both KD and Kyrie sat out in this game for rest so you know, pretty good on the Nets to be able to hang in there, even though the Grizzlies were a little shorthanded. Our other little tidbit, Spencer Dinwiddie for the Nets is going to miss the remainder of the season due to a partially torn ACL. Kind of stinks for the Nets because they've got a lot of depth, but it gets interesting when you start looking at guys that fit into that role that that Spencer had been so good in so far. Yeah, Coach Nash had mentioned on one of the pressers to how devastating he was about losing Spencer you know he's one of the locker room guys that kind of lightens the mood but also can take over a game at any time and then also you know take the pressure off Durant and Irvin you know when they need to 
And in this specific situation, you know, in that game, it was such a, a freakish play because you wouldn't expect it that, obviously. You know, he kind of could tell, and he was walking, got up gingerly and kind of walked off. And, you know, when he didn't return, he was kind of worried. And, obviously, I, I thought it would be something less than ACL, and, and that's what it came back to be. But, you know, that doesn't end the season. It doesn't stunt their growth of what they're trying to continue to do in their mission. TLC played pretty well, and then also Karis Levertis played pretty well. So I know Nash wants to keep Levert on the bench and, you know, continue to, you know, bring him off that way and keep the flow of the rotation that way. But I think the Nets will be in good shape. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to bring in another person to help, but they have a newfound moment. Jared Allen mentioned about not being used to having a target on his back. He's always been chasing the, the, the teams with the targets on the back since he's been drafted. And now the roles are reversed because they have the top dogs in the league and people expect them to blow teams out and play extremely well. And obviously to get punched in the mouth against the Hornets and lose, you know, it's going to be a test. And they gave up so many points in the pain and they have so much to, to plug in and, and fix on defense. So it's going to be a long year and it's going to be interesting. Nothing's a given. You know, Luwaru Cabarro is is my candidate to replace Spencer for the rest of the season in the starting lineup. I think he's been really great. And it's nice to have a, a mouth to feed that can go a little hungry. I don't think that that guy is going to be complaining about not getting shots. So he's going to do all the other stuff that you need him to do. I, I think that's kind of a good fit for them if they don't just go out and make a move, which they might. I mean, this is a team that has finals aspirations. So we may see them in the next few weeks and and leading into the trade deadline even, looking to make a move to round out the rest of that rotation. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys, as always, for waking up with us. Make sure you're checking out all the other podcasts on the Athletic Podcast Network, like the Athletic NBA Show, No Dunks, House of Strauss, and all of our other sports that we have podcasts for. We've got a lot of great shows. Check out the Athletic NFL Show. It's really good. Robert Mays, he's the best. If you're not a member of the Athletic, again, perfect time to sign up not only yourself but somebody else go to theathletic.com slash daily ding buy one gift one it's going away soon so go now theathletic.com slash daily ding good morning everybody and trey take us home ding ding looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events we've got the spot our partner StubHub has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.